as if. Looking out a dirty old window. Outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hi, this is Minute 55 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I'm Dan Costa, your host. With me today is Wendy Mays. Hello. Hi, Wendy. Hi. <laughs> and Jim Donahue. Hey, Jim. Hey, everybody. All right, guys. Exciting minute. This is full of music. <laughs> today, Today's music. <laughs> uh, so today we start with the Mighty Mighty Boston's playing on stage and go... Um, and it, to the end, it goes to Ty speaking to Cher saying, now I'm going to be known as the girl who fell on her butt. All right. So... We'll go right into it. So you see, we open the episode with the Mighty Mighty Boston's playing. And for those not aware, the Boston's are an American ska bunk, a ska punk band, <laughs> for, ska bunk, ska. formed in 1983. <laughs> like I, like ska, not, I like ska bunk better. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it not too the, far off. Yeah, yeah, it fits it better. So they're from uh, my neck of the woods in Boston, and uh, they were for. I was surprised they went back all the way to 1983. I didn't really know about them till the eight, uh, till the 90s. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I think I knew about them like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. They um, so they're credited as being one of the first ska punk bands, and they reached their peak in popularity in '97 with their album "Let's Face It," which went platinum. And they that had the big hit, guys. The impression that I that I get, you both must have heard that on the radio quite a bit. Yeah, that's not the song that they're playing in the film, is it? No, that's not. Okay, I, I should have done my due diligence. I can't think of the song that they're playing. <laughs> that's all right. It all sounds the same. <laughs> it does. It does. Where did you go? I think. Well, yes, it is. Oh, where did you there go? you go. Yeah. yeah. So the, it seemed to be this uh, the, that movement in the late '90s where every band had to have horn, a horn section. You know, like uh, the Real Big Fish, and even um, if you listen to Green Day's Nimrod album, they definitely incorporate a lot of horns in it, and it just was definitely that ska influence that was very popular at that time. Yeah, I mean, ska was a, a started to become really big around the late '90s. Um, I mean, no doubt they were originally a ska band. You know, Scott Ackerman was almost part of No Doubt. Really? Yes. That's yeah. insane. I can't even <laughs> I imagine guess. that. Doing what? Does he play music? I guess uh, he was. A, he's a singer. He did like musical theater. And, um, yeah, the, the, he was, was going to join the band, I think before Gwen with it, Gwen Stefani was in it. So probably when her brother was r- running it. So. Oh, that is but, so bizarre. I can't uh, even yeah. imagine that. Um, see, it would have been a different world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. one thing that I, I got watching these guys, I don't know about you guys, but the singer was making really strange faces. Like he was like gritting his teeth, like really strange and like very grimacing. Much. Very odd choice. I specifically remember when I was watching this movie the first time, I just assumed it was a fake band. I, w- I wasn't familiar with the Mighty Mighty Boston's. <laughs> and, and they just seemed so contrived. And his facial expressions were definitely a part of that. I just assumed they were fake. I mean, whenever I, whenever I watch a movie and I'm not familiar with a band that's going on in the background, I usually just assume that it's a fake band. Uh, right. Like, uh, I think, 
back, back in the eighties, I was watching <laughs> a movie called Tough Guys with Oh uh, yeah. Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster, and they play these uh, prisoners who's been who've been in prison for a, a long time, and they get out. And at some point in the movie, they go into a club, and there's this crazy band playing in the background. And I remember thinking, "Oh, please! Why didn't they, Why didn't they hire a real band? Why do they, Why do they have this stupid <laughs> fake band?" And then I'm seeing the closing credits, and I, I find out it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Whoops! <laughs> That's yeah. They've Which, been around, man. Yeah, they're another band that probably would sound fake if you did not actually know yes. that they existed to begin with. And they de- they had those ska influences too in them. They do, they do. But they've, I know that that they're not um, they're not well liked these days by the uh, the cool kids. But I don't know. I've got. I mean, they're not a favorite band of mine, but they've got a little piece of my heart. I'd say. <laughs> There's something weird about them I like. Yeah, I remember uh, being a fan of theirs, like, in high school. Like, in, like, 10th right. grade or something. I thought, you know... Thought, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I thought they, they, were, they had some legit songs. I'll <laughs> hang out under the bridge with these guys. <laughs> I think I liked them, like, during Blood Sugar Sex Magic, that one. Yeah. And then, like, they seem to sell out when they... D- <laughs> right. <laughs> well, actually, I think that's uh, the album where everybody's like, you guys sold out. You used to do it for the music, man. <laughs> What's this <laughs> ballad... <laughs> the the lead singer is making his faces and another thing i thought of is he's got such a froggy voice like he needs a lozenge <laughs> like, how how much does his throat hurt like at the end of a concert it's just really raspy i mean it could be his natural voice i'm sure it is but it just it it feels like it hurts yeah like nowadays his voice must just be non-existent or he has yeah. like the world's deepest voice he has like a smoker's voice i bet i bet you he has to smoke it's part of like yeah. His, <laughs> yeah his contract to keep his voice yeah like i've known a lot of guys in bands where they either just scream a lot you know yeah. Um, or or have those like kind of guttural voices, and sometimes they wouldn't be able to talk for like a couple days after a show, or their voice is now you know five years later or ten years later is like eighteen octaves lower than it used to be. I bet. I mean, it's got to do some damage. It, yeah, it definitely takes a toll on you. How does Tom Waits uh, get through it? <laughs> Cigarettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coffee and brown and liquor. Yeah, and brown liquid. <laughs> Gargles with um, every night, I think. <laughs> um, the, did you know that the the uh, Mighty Boston's Mighty Mighty Boston's have a singer? I mean, a singer. Uh, 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 I couldn't tell that know? at all. <laughs> they have a, a, a <laughs> they, they have a dancer, somebody like, who just specifically to dance in the background. He, you see him in the movie, and he's been with the band ever since like the beginning. He still yeah. tours with him, and he just oh. goes on stage and dances his little jig. And I guess I just assumed that that was either like I don't know one of the trumpet players that doesn't have much to do, <laughs> or something to that line. I didn't realize it was just he didn't have an instrument and was just like a boogie guy. See, I can understand when things are going well for the Boston, <laughs> but during the lean years, <laughs> like, yeah, you think that would oh, be the man. first to go? Yeah, we're, we're paying Larry like a third of this gig. Like <laughs> he just danced. Um, so Cher and Christian are dancing. Do you guys feel like Cher and Christian have chemistry on screen? I don't know if they have chemistry because it's so clear from the get-go that he's, like, gay. Yeah, Yeah, I have to agree. 
you know. A part of me feels like they they did weren't mean to him because he was gay, but he wasn't a very likable character. So to have the gay character not be very likable is also um, problematic a little bit. But they didn't do it, in, I guess, in a um, stereotypical way. So I, points, I guess. You know, I, yeah. he is definitely the least likable person in the movie. Well, that has to go to Amber, don't you think? But he, uh, I guess. But it, does Amber have much to do? No. To well, yeah. Movie? I mean, I guess of the major characters, you're right. Yeah, I think Christian uh, comes off maybe at first as not necessarily likable, but I think he definitely. I don't know. You see him does gr- he like redeem once, himself? Yeah, like once you understand his character a little bit more, you understand why he is the way he is. And I yeah. don't. Maybe it's just because I personally would want to be friends with him. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I like this guy. That's vintage feeling and knows about like I'll go to some art things with him and I, I don't know I, f- I found him charming in his own little way after Cher it, figures out that he's gay and therefore not boyfriend material do you think they remain friends yeah I think 100% they remained friends he just at this uh, I guess I'm focusing on this scene and he comes off very superficial like um, <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Cher is like a um um, prop. Like an artic- article of clothing or a prop. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Like the way he grabs her hand to go onto the dance floor and the way he's dancing, she's she's kind of an accessory for him. Yeah, I can um, see that. But, but you know, I am to be honest, I don't remember the rest of the movie very well right now, so he <laughs> might redeem himself. I hope he does. Um, so then they're dancing and they're doing this back-to-back shimmy thing and Ty enters and she's given this big over-the-top wave like really to like um hey i'm over here and uh everybody that enters and it happens later with josh they can point out share right away in this crowd she then proceeds to fall slash slide down the stairs poor ty poor ty that was a nice pratfall yeah it was very very good john ritter would have been proud yes so was this done for comic relief was it done for sympathy for Ty, what what's the point of this? I think it's a hundred percent comic relief. Um, you think just to make her? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think awful. that was comic relief, and then you know later she y- y- you kind of get the sympathy for her because she doesn't know what to do. Her best friend is like off dancing with a boy, and she has nobody to dance with, so she's just awkwardly standing there like. Is somebody going to notice me? <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a combination that this evening is not good for Ty. Yeah. But yeah. it does show that Cher's soft side, that she she comes right, rushes to her. And another reason Christian rubbed me the wrong way is Christian just kind of turns around and keeps dancing. Well, because he found a cute boy to dance with. <laughs> I mean, come on. She's you're, clearly you're, okay. She got up, but this guy right. might leave at any second. <laughs> Um, and that's what she says. Now all night long, I'll be known as the girl who fell on her butt. <laughs> and that is the worst feeling in when you're in high school is that you're going to be defined as this small moment in time. The the girl who fell on her butt sounds like the best episode title for an America's top model. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like yeah. the next in the dragon tattoo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're running out of ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this this movie watching this scene 
you definitely have a big swatch of the 90s culture and 90s fashion. And so in watching it, the one that sticks out the, the most to me is what Ty is wearing. Because it might be an okay outfit for, like, I guess just hanging out with friends. But she is kind of at this swanky club and she shows up in that. It's a That, that would be a big fashion faux pas. Yeah, I did not understand her wardrobe choice in in that scene. I don't yeah. know why they put her in that um, because it is. I mean, it looks like a school dance more than like a swanky club, but it's it, it's still supposed to be like a cool cool hangout. Like you wouldn't wear it's, that to even a school dance. So um, they do have a bar because later on, remember? Uh, um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. It still, it looks, I don't, it, it I, just looked I'm, still like a, a high school dance to me more than I anything. Know, I, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if her outfit was supposed to suggest yeah, right? like a farm girl <laughs> because, uh, in a what and, girl, a farm girl. I mean, oh, it kind of looked like overalls. They were they overalls. overalls. They were definitely. Yeah. I have a hundred percent wore that yeah. outfit probably in ninth grade. <laughs> and um, in, the, in the book, uh, Harriet, who's the Thai equivalent, falls in love with a farmer. Oh, so maybe there's a little wow. connection there. Jim dropping the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, so that there, there's our link right there to Emma for this episode. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Jim. You're um, welcome. So we talked about uh, Christian and Ty this this uh, episode, but who, uh, Jim, we'll start with you. Who is your favorite character from this movie? Um, oh, Alicia Silverstone is just so winning as Cher. I mean, she's just such a likable actress, and you don't even, it's hard to tell the times where Silverstone leaves off and Cher takes, takes up, because it's just, she sort of inhabits the character, and I, I love her. Yeah, as annoying as she can be. But she's beyond charming in this movie. Absolutely. And Wendy, what about you? Who's your favorite? Uh, in the movie, I, I mean, I think I'd have to go with Paul Rudd just because he's Paul Rudd and he's he is, always been yeah. a dreamboat of mine. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. He's always flawless to me. I have to go with Paul he, Rudd. But I do think great. Donald Fagan is also really good in this movie. I, um, I agree with all of your choices, so good job. <laughs> <laughs> Check. Cold star. Uh, you passed this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So do you have anything else for this minute? Anything about the mighty, mighty Boston's that you've been, just been dying to talk about? Uh, not I. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> we're all like, no. Yeah, no, no, no I think we're good. I think we're good all right uh so let's start with let's do some plugs uh wendy what about you uh well I know you have a great podcast oh thank you uh yeah i have a podcast called pet cinematary um you can find us on itunes also just www.petcinematary.com and it's a podcast that takes a deeper look at the role that animals have had in cinema sweet and uh, Jim, how about you, buddy? Uh, well, if you Google the Velvet blog, uh, you'll find my uh, now mostly unused blog. But I do have a post there with some links to things that I've written over the last couple of years and where you can find this and that. Awesome. Uh, so uh, in Twitter or uh, Facebook? Uh, that's all in my post. If anyone is looking for it, that's they can find it there. Perfect. 
Uh, Wendy, I forgot to ask you about Twitter. Uh, you can. F- I don't really do too much except Twitter. post pictures of my cats. But if you want to see those, <laughs> you can go to Meow Maze M A Y S on Twitter, and that's me. And um, it, I just started a podcast with my brother called the Block Up the Blockbuster Dropouts, and you can find us on iTunes, and we're on Twitter at Blockbuster Drop, and uh, my brother Instagrams like crazy on uh, Blockbuster Dropouts. So check us out. All right, guys. Pleasure doing this uh, with you today, and um, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 56. Bye, everybody. Aida. Well, if you did America, everybody lived for years ago. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Dan Costa, with my guests, Wendy Mays and Jim Donahue. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.